die of cancer. If you're paralyzed, you don't have to stay paralyzed. If you've got diabetes, with the doctors it's impossible. But with Dr. Jesus, it's easy. He heals you. He wants to give you sight. He wants to give you power. And number three, in the name of Jesus, I believe you are curing the people. In nine years, more than 132,000 people have been diagnosed with the disease in the United States. Nearly 81,000 have died. Kids, let's do a show. I guess it's Goth Radio is on your radio with DJ D and on uh, 9.5 WSC FM Columbia. And uh, as you heard, uh, WDZ second second ago, uh, you get a little special preview of the upcoming uh, fundraiser week type tracks. And that you're wondering, you're thinking to yourself, DJ D, why in the world are you playing Michael Jackson on the Dark Interest? You can't play that. Well, tonight's kind of a special occasion. Um, I've kind of gotten the special permission to uh, play some top 40 stuff for you tonight. As we get ready for Halloween, so a uh, very special show tonight. Uh, Going to be playing some stuff that normally you would not ever hear here on the station, so uh, or on the show. Going to try to uh, not do too much talking. I will be talking about the new Hellraiser, and I will definitely be talking about the new Halloween Ends. I saw last night. Got some major thoughts on both of those. Also got a set coming up, uh, centered around a Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Words of Wisdom from Uncle Charlie, and maybe your request eight zero three five seven six nine eight seven two. It's eight zero three five seven six WSC. It is sixteen days until Halloween, kids, and this. Dark entries. Job radio.
close at hand Creatures crawl in search of blood To terrorize your neighborhood And whosoever shall be found Without the soul for getting down Must stand and face the hounds of hell And rot inside a corpse's shell God's Radio is on your radio with your Vincent Price. A very special uh, fundraiser preview show. Uh, we've got fundraiser week coming up on uh, Monday, and uh, it's going to be all run next week. We're going to be raising money and suspending our Top 40 policy. Um, normally, it's not something we would do here on the show and on the station at all, but I've got to kind of get a special preview of that tonight with my show, and um, so that's what's happening. So you're going to hear some Top 40 stuff tonight, stuff you normally wouldn't hear on the show. And also some uh, some regular gothy stuff and loads of horror soundtracks. Going to be playing some stuff you might know and some stuff you definitely don't know. Some very obscure deep cuts, unless you're just uh, into obscure horror like me. i got a feeling a lot of you guys are. I know you are. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be the show. Going to try to cram as much as I can in the next uh, hour and a half or so until 10 o'clock. Also, Where's the Wisdom coming up. And we've got a special set possibly coming up in a little bit uh, based around A Nightmare on Elm Street and um, some soundtrack selections and things from that. So, yeah, I'm not going to talk too much. I will be talking, like I said, about uh, the new Hellraiser and Halloween Ends. I've got some stuff to say about both those movies uh, that I saw recently. saw Halloween Ends. What day is this? I saw it last night. Definitely got some thoughts on that. Um, I'm torn on it. I'm torn. I, I, things I loved and things not so much. Also about Hellraiser. I feel the same way about that, too. More on that later. But uh, this set, we've got uh, some Bowie coming up. We've got some prints. We've got some stuff we normally wouldn't play on the show. Uh, it's kind of get us into the Halloween-y mood, but uh, right now from uh, Disintegration, definitely an album that I normally wouldn't be allowed to play here on the show by The Cure. This is Prayers for Rain, one of my favorite tracks off that album. On a very special edition of Dark Entries Goth Radio, thank you for listening, everybody. I appreciate it.
I think I've lost my way 
Let's see how we did. Understand that the nerves were completely severed, Mr. Napier. <laughs> you see what I have to work with here. <laughs>
about the future. The future. This poster. Thank God the phone wires have been cut. I know. <laughs> I did it. Where is Charlie's mother? Well, apparently, she's working nights. But she left a note. Here's dinners in the oven.
Evelyn uh, Champagne King there with a Give It Up uh, from the Fright Night soundtrack, of course, one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Uh, that's the old the club dance scene there with uh, Jerry and Amy and uh, you know whisking Amy away as Charlie's kind of watching helplessly. Uh, I love that movie so much. Um, the The remake was um, remake was a movie. <laughs> it happened. It was nice seeing the little uh, uh, Jerry Dandridge, um, Chris Sarandon cameo happen, um, which did happen for you guys. I didn't catch it, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a thing that happened. Uh, anyway, uh, Dark Ages of Goth Radio is on your radio with your host DJD. And uh, speaking of remakes, I got some Hellraiser coming to talk coming up in just a second, but. Um, uh, you were tuned into a very special edition of the show. Um, I've been given slot, somewhat special permissions to play some top 40 stuff tonight that I normally would never ever play on the show. It's a little sneak preview of uh, what's coming up for the hell, for the uh, sorry the uh, the fundraiser week that we got coming up on starting on Monday. So starting Monday all through next week, you will be hearing loads of top 40 type stuff on the station, which normally we wouldn't get to play because we have a very strict top four non top 40 policy. But we do have fundraiser week coming up, so uh, this will give you a little taste of that. Um, so get excited for that. Uh, so because of that, we started off the show with uh, little Michael Jackson. Had some some thriller in there. Then we had some Cure in there from the Disintegration album, Prayers for Rain. Uh, Christopher Young after that uh, with his uh, with the Lamont configuration, which of course uh, is from the uh, soundtrack to the original Hellraiser, aka my favorite horror movie of all time. David Bowie in there with a Heart's Filthy Lesson from uh, the Outside album, but also from the soundtrack to uh, Seven. And, uh, of course, they had some prints in there with the future from uh, the Batman soundtrack, which, if Hellraiser is my favorite horror movie, then Batman 1989 is my favorite movie of all time, literally, in the history of cinema. It's not a movie. It's a documentary. It's just advice for how I want to grow up to be. Uh, so we had a little bit of prints in there, and then we had some Evelyn uh, Champagne King uh, from Fright Night, of course, with Give It Up. Start off the first set there. I'm going to try to power through the show. I'm going to lose my voice here. Let's talk some horror, kids, because uh, it's about that time. I, I I've got I've seen so much since the last time I was on the air here, which was a couple of weeks ago or two or three weeks ago, and I would love to go into all of it, but for the sake of time, I'm only going to discuss the new Hellraiser. What do you think? I wasn't going to talk about that, and uh, the new Halloween. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I'm not going to spoil anything. This is going to be a spoiler-free discussion, but um, <clears throat> so pros and cons for Hellraiser. Um, Pros, I love the new Pinhead. I love the new Cenobites for the most part. I'll get to cons here in just a second. Uh, there was one that's um, sort of a breathy one that has... I need to go back and look at the credits to get the names, but it has um, its throat splayed open, much in the way that uh, female Cenobite from the original Hellraiser does, only just m- way more extreme. And uh, it sort of like is, is kind of husky in the breath and stuff and, and speaks in the same way female does. Um, I love the design of that one. Um for the most part, I love their design. The only thing I kind of would change up is kind of I miss the the leather, the black leather, because they they kind of are all nude essentially, and and with the exception of like metal that's kind of like woven into their flesh and everything. Um, but it kind of needs a little bit more color to kind of break up the scheme, just aesthetically, because it's just a sort of like you know skin suit that they're all wearing. I mean, it's all just you know naked skin, but um, I think just aesthetically it would be better to have something in there, another color to kind of break it up, because the only colors you're getting are. Um, the natural skin tone and then also the muscle underneath because, you know, the skin's opened up. Uh, so you get get it broken up with, you know, flashes of red here and there. But I do like, kind of like that it's all symmetrical. Like, there's there's this order to it. And it's like a really beautiful design. It's like they're, uh, you know, the, the way the skin is opened up and folding and gone within the muscle and everything. It's like this Rorschach-type pattern for each one. It's all unique. 
Um, just, you know, kind of the same way that it was in the original movies. But I miss the leather. I miss the leather and just having, like, weapons attached to them, the way the Pinhead had, you know, knives and things hanging off his belt and stuff. So I kind of miss all that. But uh, uh, I can't remember it. Was it Jamie Alexander? Is that her name? Oh, man, I'm doing terrible with this. Uh, the actress who plays uh, the new Pinhead did a great job. There's one... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually make a video about this uh, for YouTube, but I'm going to get in deeper into this. But one thing that I missed in, the, in, the, in the, the sequels, which, you know, we could talk about sequels all night, but um, one thing they got away from that I didn't like was that they didn't distort his voice anymore. If you notice in the in original Hellraiser, obviously his voice is lowered and it's digitally distorted, <clears throat> which I think works for him a lot. They did that greatly in this one. You can tell, obviously, your voice has been augmented, which I think works. Um, I love that. Um, in the later sequels, Doug was just kind of speaking in his normal Doug voice, just slightly lower. But So I like that they kind of went back to that, that they made her more like otherworldly because of the voice was distorted. Yeah, those are the pros. Uh, it was brutal. There were, there, were, there were really unique kills in it. There were unique ways that people were just kind of getting knocked off. I like the brutality of a lot of, a lot of it. Uh, David Bruckner is an amazing director. I mean, I, I loved you know The Night House. I love Rebecca Hall. I wish he had cast Rebecca Hall in this because she would have made a fantastic protagonist or a Cenobite, ideally. Um, which I'll get into the pro, the cons. I guess that leads me to the cons. Uh, the cons are that I care not a thing about any of these characters, the protagonists, anyway. Don't remember their names. Don't care or think about them. <laughs> they were completely two-dimensional, completely easy to just dispatchable, disposable, whatever. Standard slasher trope, you know, idiots. You know, when you're dealing with somebody on the magnitude of, like, Andrew Robinson and, like, Claire Higgins and Sean Chapman from the original, you know, seasoned actors who have kind of, like, proven their mettle, you got to step up your game and put somebody in like that, you know. And and and, and the thing is, like, and this is the thing that 80, that eighties horror did that modern horror doesn't do is that it was about adults, you know. In eighties horror, you had adults, you had middle aged people running around getting into horror horrific situations, and they were played by middle aged actors and actresses who had like been around the block a little bit and just were better actors instead of you know twenty somethings getting their first movie. And I mean, I'm not trying to knock twenty somethings, but twenty somethings tend to be in slasher movies where they're just sort of like two-dimensionally written and you just want to knock them off and you know it's just okay let's have sex and then kill them you know and that's kind of what this was and i didn't i i couldn't invest in any of the characters i didn't care about any of them i had you know no offense to any of the actors or anything i just didn't care and i, I was i was kind of disappointed in bruckner because of that because bruckner is such an amazing director i really expected great things from this so that was kind of a that was kind of a con uh, that was the biggest con of all of it <clears throat> story-wise it was a little plotting wise could have been a little better pacing was a little off uh, there was one part that was just laughable. <laughs> it was just like, are they really doing this? Because it was just so corny. But um, I, I, I like, I like uh, 75% loved it. I mean, well, I would say the things I loved about it, I loved a lot. The things I didn't like about it, I just hated. So it just, or just, they were just you know, dismissible. But so yeah, it could have been better, but um, I'm glad it happened. So that's my, um, that's my take. Halloween ends. Thing about Halloween Ends is I'm not going to go into spoilers, but Halloween Ends feels like two different movies that were that were cobbled together. I'm not going to reveal anything, but you get the movie you saw in the trailer, which if you've seen the trailer, you know what's in that. You get that movie, but you get that movie for about 30% of the movie, and then the other 70% is another movie. And what it feels like is that somebody had a script sitting around, and they're like, "We want to make this love story, this doomed love story. We don't know what to do with it." And then somebody else was like, "Oh, well, we're making a Halloween movie." I got an ending to it. I had a really great ending to a Halloween movie, but I don't have the rest of it. Okay, we'll put those two things together. <laughs> you know, and it's just, you get Laurie versus Michael, and then you get all that other crap, which, uh, the other crap, whether well, it wasn't that interesting to me. Um, and it involved a new protagonist, which I didn't care a thing about. And 
honestly, not only did I not care about him, he annoyed the daylights out of me. So um, not, not a character I liked too much. And I felt that was a shame. But again, the things I liked about it, I really liked. I mean, the stuff you saw in the trailer and everything that happened in those scenes, once you do get to see those scenes, is pretty wild. And it's I was on the edge of my seat the entire time for those parts. But um, I just wish the rest could have been better. So, But definitely, uh, obviously, worth a watch. And um, lots of little callbacks to to the, the original. I'll say one that's not a major spoiler. It's just a fun little thing. There is a scene near the end where Laurie lights a pumpkin. And she has in her house, and if you pay attention to the uh, design of it, the way the face looks, she carved that exact same design into a pumpkin <clears throat> in Halloween original 1978, and then again in Halloween 2018, and then again in this one. Exact same smile face design in the pumpkin. Uh, so uh, Lori apparently has one crappy pumpkin face that she carves a day <laughs> That she's been carving for the past 40 years. That's all she can do. That's it. Those are my thoughts on Horror Talk right now because we want to tick along here. we still got an hour left in the show, and i got a lot more to squeeze in. i got a set based around the Nightmare on Elm Street films coming up, and then I've also got an assortment of more horror soundtrack-type stuff. Some of it's uh, stuff you know. Some of it's incredibly obscure. And a very special uh, Words of Wisdom from Uncle Charlie set, and that is all coming up right after this. On the road again. Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org, and after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side, and you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's this helmet thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. If you choose to fight... And remember, these are the places to hit. Eyes, knees, groin, throat. Eyes, knees, groin, throat. Eyes, knees, groin, throat. Eyes, knees, groin, throat. Eyes are easily poked. Ouch! The knees are easily kicked out. The groin is a sensitive spot. When you hit the throat, it hurts a lot. Eyes, knees, 
Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened. Playing rock! <laughs> and playing rock. The goal of self-defense is to provide all women, children, queers, people of color, and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical, no matter what our experience, age, level of fitness or shape of body may be. We're located at Corcoran State Prison. The time is approximately 1.30 p.m. We're going to start by establishing voice identification by each of us, stating our first name and last name, spelling our last name. Mr. Manson, when we get around the table to you, if after you spell your last name, if you can give me your CDC number. We'll start with Mr. Douglas, and we'll go to his left. Mike Douglas, D-O-U-G-L-A-S, Deputy Commissioner of the Board of Prison Terms. My name is Steve Baker, B-A-K-E-R, Commissioner of the Board of Prison Terms. <coughs> My name is Arthur Van Court, B-A-N, capital C-O-U-R-T, Commissioner, Board of Prison Terms. Charles Millis Scott Manson, B-33-920, and all of the rest of them. Can we just say your last name, Mr. Manson? M-A-N-S-O-N. Thank you. Okay. Yes, uh, Stephen Kay from the uh, District Attorney's Office in Los Angeles, and uh, my last name is spelled K-A-Y. Stephen Kay from his mother. get killed and uh you all freak out and put it on us and uh we're just reflecting you back at yourselves when i was a little boy used to hang my feet in the muddy waters gonna run through your street get on home oh, 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 get on home Get on home, 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 get on home. 
Zombie featuring uh, Marilyn Manson of all people uh, with their cover of Helter Skelter. Uh, and my favorite part of that is actually, uh, if you listen really close near the beginning there, when um, uh, during the like solo part, um, when uh, John 5, just for a second, it goes into the riff from uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I've seen uh, Rob Zombie live. I saw him um, years ago, a few years ago, uh, in Greenville at an outdoor show. I uh, played for the paid for the normal tickets. It was like this outdoor sort of concert venue kind of thing is kind of hard to explain it's just a stage with with no seating or anything it's just all stand-up grass spots i walk up and there were like three incredibly long lines to if you just had like a normal ticket you know you're gonna be standing in line for like a good close to an hour a little like um just to get in and then there was this tiny tiny little line off to the side it was like 10 people and i was like what's that about turns out that was like the vip section where uh i guess you were meant to prove that you had a vip ticket or some stuff some, some jazz you know you know how it works and then you could get in first, right? So VIP, they get to get in first and then just get the first spots right up there at the, the front row. You know, it didn't matter which one of these other lines I was going to be in. It was going to be a long time anyway. I got nothing to lose. Worst thing that can happen. I pop in the back of that line. They're like, oh, no, you don't have VIP ticket. Get in the other back of the line, loser. I said, hey, you know, I got nothing to lose. So I just uh, sidled on up to the back of the VIP line. There was maybe, maybe tops 10 people in front of me. And uh, they gave me a nice little fancy bracelet and just kind of waved me on and didn't ask a thing. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this is how it's going to go. So, uh, yeah, next thing I know, I'm front row. <laughs> so that's how it works, kids. I don't advocate that sort of thing, but, you know, whatever ever happens, happens. So that's how I got in to see uh, Front Row to see Rob Zombie. So the next thing I know, I'm right there on the rail. And he's and when he came out, fantastic show. Absolutely fantastic show. Go to RetroGhouls.com, my website, my blog. That's uh, I need to, to update frequently. And you can just do a search on the blog itself for just like Rob Zombie. And you'll see, I wrote a whole post about it with loads of pictures of, of uh, how his stage setup was set up and everything. And then and he walked up on the rail and got right in my face when he was screaming, uh, more human than human. And it was, man, it was, it was a great show. Uh, and John Five is a fantastic guitarist. He's a really cool guy. All right, so that's how that goes. Uh, that was the end of our uh, our words of wisdom set from Uncle Charlie there, as he spelled his name and talked about Stephen K from his mother. Uh, we had some uh, John Carpenter uh, Carpenter in there from the Halloween soundtrack, of course, and then we had uh, the uh, the Family Jams in there with a track called uh, "Get On Home," and then Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson with their cover of "Helter Skelter." And you are listening to Dark Entries Goth Radio uh, on ninety point five WUSC FM Columbia with the host DJ D, the ghostly ghost with the most, the ghostly host with the with the toast. 
They're mostly most with the vote. I don't know. Uh, Halloween's coming up. I still have not gotten my costume yet. I'm like a reminder. I'm not going to be here next weekend, next Saturday, because I'll be actually DJing a house party, and I've got to sort out my costume for that. Um, but we will be back on the 29th for the 2022 Dark Entries Goth Radio Halloween Retro Special. Uh, that I'm slowly putting together, and uh, I've got some really fun stuff planned for that. Uh, for you guys who listen every year, you know, it's a very special edition of the show where we basically go back to 1980-something, and we spend a day, a Halloween, from start to finish throughout the show. So we start the show off uh, with a series of songs and sound clips and TV clips and things and movies uh, as if we woke up early on Halloween morning and turned on the TV and turned on the radio and just flipped around. And if you did that and flipped around TV and radio, what would you hear, right, between the two? And then we take it throughout the day. So in the beginning of the show, we start off early in the morning, we hear some early morning stuff, and then as it goes, we get into some afternoon stuff, and then we're pretending that at that point we're watching movies and TV shows, and then, of course, uh, the nighttime is when it gets real interesting because then we start getting into horror movies and late-night specials and things like that. So basically, like, we cram an entire 24-hour period into a two-hour show in spending it in 1980-something. It is the 2022 Retro Halloween Special coming up on the 29th. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to get a taste of what those things are like, you can always go to the podcast for this show, which is darkentriesgothradio.podbean.com. Uh, there are several years' worth of episodes there. So if you go back to like last year's Halloween special, you can get an idea of kind of what this year is going to sound like. It's uh, something we've been doing for the last uh, few years. So that's coming up on the 29th. But let's continue the show here. Um, we are going to work in a special set based around the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise because that's the kind of mood I'm in. So... Uh, Everything based on this set is going to be uh, stuff that came from the Nightmare on Street movies or based around those. A lot of soundtrack selections. You can probably guess what some of it's going to be already. We'll knock that set out and come back. More spooky tunes and soundtrack selections on a very special edition of Dark Entries Goth Radio 90.5 WSC.
this number now. I've got some tales to tell. Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. <laughs> Dead time stories. All brand new. Straight from my boiler room to your home. It's Freddy Krueger on your phone. So dial this number now if you dare. Tell them Freddy sent you. $2 per first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Children, get your parents' permission before you dial.
Until I noticed those rips in my sheets And that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street
Come on, Jeff, answer! Come on, man. Jeff, wake up, Jeff, wake up. What do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. Jeff, listen, what Jeff, you would you want? listen to me? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Man. Jeff, listen to me. So, don't so, go to I sleep, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff,
Warriors. Finish up our uh, Nightmare on Elm Street set. Croopers uh, is on the uh, on the uh, Facebook talking about how that was her favorite um, franchise, and I was saying that uh, Hellraiser is my favorite. Limited, I will say limited because it only involves a handful of movies. <laughs> it's, uh, first two, obviously, um, fantastic. Third one, it's got some stuff going for it. Fourth one, I'll stand up for. A lot of people hate part hate part four. They hate Bloodline. I liked it a lot, actually. I think it had some pretty cool elements. Um, I think Angelique is one of the coolest Cinebites ever. You know, it definitely had some things that could have improved, but it was, um, I, I thought it was great. I've got nostalgia tats to it. It was the last one that came out theatrically. It was the first date I ever went on in high school. Uh, I took it the girl to go see Hellraiser <laughs> Bloodline. She didn't break up with me that night, so that was, <laughs> that was a winner. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I liked it actually quite a bit. Uh, part five, I guess, has got a few things going for it a lot of people like. Um, I think I've told the story before, but Doug Bradley hates it. It's his least favorite out of the whole bunch. He said that, though, before... I saw him say that at a convention once, before that other one that was made. Um, hell, I can't even remember the name of it now. That You you know which one I'm talking about. The one that's... Um, the first one that did not feature Doug. The really, really bad one. That, was <laughs> that one had not been made yet. So he may have a different opinion. I can't imagine anyone placing that one above anything else. Even the worst sequel that involved Doug Bradley... The worst of the worst, whichever one you consider to be the worst, is still better than what was it called Revolution or something? I, oh Jesus, I, it doesn't even matter. it doesn't even deserve a name. Honestly, it's that bad. And then Judgment came along, and I'll stand up for Judgment. Actually, Judgment was actually not bad at all. It was kind of a closer uh, closer to a return to form. Um, I'm, I'm going to actually make a video on this. I'm going to make a little breakdown of it of, of kind of the, the pros and cons of it. I, I actually, Judgment wasn't bad. I hated to say it at the time. I was like, I don't know. It's kind of waiting to be over. Uh, you know, he wasn't a Doug, but he did a pretty good job, that guy. I can't remember his name. But, um, yeah, for a low-budget Hellraiser sequel, it's like, okay, we're getting back in the right direction now. Uh, you know, it's kind of cool to see the, the cameo by uh, Heather Langenkamp. Speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street, see how things come back around. Uh, also, Christopher Young. Um who provided the music, uh, the, the soundtrack score for the original Hellraiser, did also did the score to Hellraiser 2, which, I mean, I'm sorry, to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, which I'm about to talk about in just a second. And you can kind of tell, if you put them side by side, and even in, this, in the clip I play, the whole, you've got the body and I've got the brain clip, there's a lot of motifs happening in that clip that you hear in Hellraiser. Like, he uses some of the same little tricks. So, uh, watch those movie, two movies side by side. The, the, the scores sound quite a lot alike, and there's a reason for that. So we had uh, kicked it off uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, set there with uh, Freddy's Greatest Hits with Obsession. Uh, I bought that vinyl from a guy at a flea market for like $10, and I flipped out when I found it. I mean, I knew was a, I was aware of the album. I think I owned it digitally, but like uh, when I saw the vinyl at a flea market, he had 10 bucks marked on it, and I would have paid him like 50 <laughs> I'm so, so, so excited to find that. So that's in the collection. I love that stupid little album. Uh, and I genuinely love the Obsession as, like a, as a track, not even like an ironically goofy thing i think it's actually a pretty solid track i, I listen to it all the time tuesday night after that with uh running from this nightmare uh another really sweet celebrity I've, I've met her a few times also uh dj jazzy jeff in there and the fresh prince with a uh, nightmare on my street i used to own that thing on cassette i remember when i bought that on cassette when i was like 12 i'm like dating myself now uh wish and fonda ray would <laughs> touch me all night long and if you know the scene you know the scene if you know you know you know, if you know, you know the uh, the famous uh, dancing scene done by the completely heterosexual Jesse in *A Nightmare on Elm Street* Part Two. <laughs> totally straight Jesse. Sinead O'Connor after that with uh, "I Want Your Hands on Me." Of course, that's uh, from the scene in uh, Part Four uh, where I, I can't remember her name. Old girl was uh, working out with the uh, weight bench, 
ended up into a, in a roach motel. I, I've told the story too. Anytime I'm in the gym, I'm actually lifting weights. I put on that song intentionally just to kind of relive that moment. Uh, and then docking in there with uh, Dream Warriors, of course, in part three. Dark Interest Goth Radio is on your radio. I'm not sure how much longer we're going to be on. Uh, there may or may not be a 10 o'clock show that's uh, in the works. That's up in the air at the moment. But uh, we are going to take a little metal interlude either way. So we're going to uh, kind of get into a medley direction as we wrap up the show. Coming up to probably most likely going to be the last set of the show. Giving you a little taste of the, uh, the the fundraiser week that we got coming up starting on Monday where we suspend our Top 40 policy and we can play a few uh, Top 40 artists. Kind of thing I normally would not ever play on the show at all, but um, I'm going to take advantage of it tonight since I've kind of got uh, the chance to do it. Normally wouldn't get away with playing Black Sabbath, but uh, since I can, I will with uh, my favorite Black Sabbath track called Black Sabbath. More metal to come up after this as we end the show. 90.5 WSC FM Columbia is what you're listening to. Here we go.
Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. I left alone. My mind was blank. I needed time to think to get the memories from my mind. What did I see? What I saw that night was real and not just fantasy Just what I saw in my old dreams Were the reflections of my woman staring back at me
Maiden to finish up the show there. Uh, our little metal set kicked it off with uh, Black Sabbath and uh, a track called Black Sabbath from their first album. And then, uh, of course, uh, one of my favorite Metallica set tracks of all time, The Thing That Should Not Be. One of their uh, HP Lovecraft-themed uh, type things. You might be surprised um, to hear that I've actually read little to no HP Lovecraft. It's not because I don't want to. I just, uh, for some reason, it's a blind spot that I've... Um, just not gotten to yet, although I really do plan to, uh, hopefully relatively soon. I'm making my way through, um, it'll be good to kind of, you know, actually read all of that start to finish for the first time ever. I uh, can't believe it's taking me this long, but it's going to happen sometime soon. I'm actually making my way through uh, Anne Rice's Vampire and Witch books right now, of course. And I'm at the very end of Queen of the Damned. Um, I should be knocking that out in the next day or two. Then I'll start on um, Tale of the Body Thief. I've read all of those uh, a couple times over the years. Last time was um, a good, at least over 20 years ago. And so it's kind of like reading for the first time, honestly. Some of this stuff I completely forgot. I mean, especially this one. Um, I nearly forgot everything in this book. I, it's just like I'm reading it for the first time. So it's it's kind of cool. I've read all of it except for uh, some of the side books, like Pandora and uh, Victoria the Vampire and all that. I own all of it. I just hadn't read it all yet. And then she, later on, like a few years ago, she came back and wrote three more Lestat books, which I own, but I haven't read. So it'll be uh, fun to make my way back through all that stuff. Uh, then we had some, uh, some Metallica in there. Then we had some Iron Maiden, and that's that for the show. I think we're going to get out of here. I'm um, going to finish off with some Rocky Horror in just a second. I'll give you all the standard announcements. Like I said, I'm not going to be here next week. I'll be DJing a house party, but we will be back on the 29th for the uh, 2022 Retro Halloween special, and again, apologies for uh, not being here for the last couple of weeks. I uh, had some work stuff to do. I just started a new day job, and it kind of kind of occupied my time. I had to take some Saturday nights off to kind of prepare for it and get stuff done for it. But it's, it's a kind of exciting opportunity. It's a new uh, a new day jet marketing job, much needed new day job. <laughs> it's it's hard out there, kids. Let me tell you, the struggle is real. But uh, so I'm just relieved to uh, finally get this thing. I've got a nice new office, and apparently an assistant starting. Uh, I'm going to have my own assistant uh, start next week, which is wild, because uh, I've been there five minutes. I'm not even sure if I know what I'm doing, much less what to tell somebody else to do. So uh, I guess major catching up to do this week, but this coming week, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's nice to, nice to be back in the uh, back in the swing of it again. And so, yeah, I got some fun stuff coming for Halloween and everything. But you can check out, I've got this show recording. You can check it on the podcast at darkentriesgothradio.podbean.com. And you can catch me on the socials at, at darkentriesdjd. That's at darkentriesdjd on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And it's the only thing on Facebook called Dark Entries Goth Radio. So give all those things a like and a follow and a comment and all the all the things. Uh, my job, new day job, is going to be in social media. So I'll be learning a lot more about um trying to beat all the algorithms so um, my job now outside of that is I'm going to try to beef up my own social media presence and finally launch a dadgum YouTube channel I keep talking about forever got some ideas about that I just got to get my uh, Adobe licenses in place and get all my editing crap sorted out um, all my softwares and things and then we'll start shooting stuff once I'm ready to start editing so um, I've got some ideas jotted down for videos coming up unfortunately it's all coming up kind of the last minute i really wanted to get all this stuff knocked out and 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 posted before halloween to kind of get ramped up to halloween because it's pretty much all going to be horror related about the time i'm going to have all my stuff sorted out as far as licensing and you know everything working halloween might be coming gone or you know i might have a day to spare or something i don't know i might end up having to launch the channel on halloween which i guess is fine but i kind of wanted more content before that but you know whatever all right we're getting out here kids uh thanks for listening 
I will see you in uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, I want to give a big thanks again to WDZ for holding it down and for all the times he subbed for me. Uh, also to Charlotte, who I believe uh, subbed for me last week. And uh, WDZ is going to be, uh, of course, from uh, another Saturday night, one more Saturday night who comes on before me. Uh, he's going to be subbing for me next week. So uh, tune in. If you don't lose tune into my show, at least tune in to his show on 6 to 8 every Saturday night. A solid show hosted by a solid guy. So, uh, yeah, we got a pretty nice little lineup here on Saturday nights. So I will see you in a couple of weeks on the 29th for the official 2022 Halloween uh, retro show. Uh, it's all been building up to that show, so we'll knock that out. And um, I guess that will be the end of the Halloween season. Not really, because it never, ever, ever ends, really. Every day is Halloween, as we know. All right, kids, there's a little required Rocky Hard to get us out of here. And uh, thanks for listening. Keep it spooky. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Into my life